Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Welcome to the Kent Online podcast on Friday, August the 14th, a day a lot of organisations are breathing a huge sigh of relief after being told they can start trading again. Soft play centres, music venues, theatres and casinos are among those who've been told by the government they can reopen for the first time since lockdown. Wedding receptions with a maximum of 30 guests will also now be able to go ahead. Well, we've got plenty of reaction today. Let's start with him. Hearing from the owner of a soft play centre in the county, Andrew Moody runs Adventure Kids in Aylesford. Unfortunately, we will not be reopening tomorrow. Um, that's not a negative, that is a positive because we want to make sure that we are completely COVID safe and following the full guidelines that the government now and the DCMS have put in place. Um, so we will be going through our building from top to bottom, uh, making sure the staff are all fully trained um, to make sure that when we do open, that everything is in place for the track and trace, booking online systems, um, for all customers to come in and feel safe when they're within our premises. Um, it will be a happy place for everyone to come back to. I've posted out on Facebook this morning that we obviously will be reopening. We haven't got a confirmed date yet because obviously we need to make sure that we are ready um, for when the customers come. Um, but the response so far by the customers, I've been really, really happy that we are reopening um, when I can give that confirmed date. So within the next few days of working really hard, we will then hopefully be able to give a confirmed date that we will be reopening um, and allowing our customers to come back and have some fun, which they've been missing for the past five months. We'll be working a pod system where there will be online bookings only. There will only be a certain amount of tickets that are sold on an online system. And then those pods will be, um, we'll have booking systems. So we could, as an example, could be from 9.30 to 11.30 and then 12 till 2 and then 2.30 to 4.30 as a, as a guidelines. Um, and we will then have, obviously, in between each session, we will have full sanitisation of all the tables and chairs ready for the next groups of people to come in to come back into a clean environment. Well, we're very excited, but it's going to be tough times ahead because um, we still haven't had and we still didn't have any financial support um, whilst we've been in lockdown. So there is still huge bills that have been paid and there's still huge bills that have got to be paid. But we are looking forward to the future um, and hopefully we will get the commitment from our customers to come back and obviously allow our business to survive. Um, and it's basically watch your space and see how we get on. Back to wedding receptions, and I'm delighted to be joined by event consultant Blessing in a Kimio from Ashford. What's your reaction to news that guests are allowed back, Blessing? Yay! How exciting. We can get on with business. Maybe not business as usual, but at least some sort of business. I'm excited that at least the, the weddings that are already in place with their ceremonies already booked can now go ahead and have a reception. Even though it's just with 30 guests, it is a lot better than nothing. So quite excited about that. Well, stats given to Kent Online show more than 2,000 weddings and civil partnerships have been cancelled since the start of lockdown, which was, of course, on March the 23rd. Some have rescheduled for next year, but others will still want to tie the knot sooner rather than later. But blessing, will couples have enough time to make arrangements? 
Yes, I think couples would be able to make arrangements quickly. Um, like I said earlier, if they do have their ceremonies already booked, then putting a reception together shouldn't be too difficult. So I suppose if they didn't have their ceremonies already booked, then it wouldn't be possible to get their registrar booked at such short notice, but if they already had a ceremony booked at this time, then putting a reception together for 30 people shouldn't be hard. If anyone needs any professional help, um, people like us, wedding planners, are always at hand to help pull resources together because we have contacts and regular suppliers who we work with, so we should be able to make some magic happen. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Also announced by the government late last night was that anyone returning to the UK from France after four tomorrow morning will have to quarantine for 14 days. It's after a rise in coronavirus cases in the country. Robin Shears and her fiancé Dan from Larkfield managed to get back on a ferry last night. They had been due to stay for another week. We had to get home because Dan wouldn't have got paid for um, quarantine for two weeks. Um, and we can't really afford um, to be on half a month wage from one of us. So last night we decided just to jump in the car. We actually booked another ferry. We just thought we'd take our chances and just book another one. It was quite easy to book another ferry. There were a few available. Um, and then we got to um, the port about 10 to 8 and there was queues already there's all different nationalities there and then as we were waiting in the queues they're all queuing behind us the ferry was quite busy so I think everyone is panicking really. Crossings back to Kent from France have unsurprisingly been incredibly busy since the announcement was made. John Keefe is from Eurotunnel. This is a difficult time for for everybody trying to work around the the rapidly changing um, uh, requirements of of different governments. Um, We sit between France and the UK and the two sides have had uh, different policies in place uh, since the beginning. All we can do is really provide the best service that we know how to and make sure that our customers know what the conditions are for travel. And the conditions are really simple. You must have a reservation. Don't turn up without one. Kent Online News. Elsewhere today, the fallout from yesterday's A-level results continues with hundreds of students in Kent complaining about their grades. Lots of teenagers have said they've been downgraded significantly from what they were expecting and for some that means they can't get into the university they were hoping to study at. First, let's hear from Alan Brooks, who's chair of the Kent Association of Head Teachers. I think it's worse than I conceivably imagined unfortunately it's it's been a, a complete shambolic disaster um i don't think anyone expected it could be as bad as this i don't think anyone expected that the uh, the government's last minute attempt to solve it would if anything make it worse so no no it's it's been dreadful and the thing about it being dreadful is not just that obviously head teachers and teachers are enormously frustrated but at the heart of this are our students so young people who've spent years preparing for this moment and are, and are left either with results that do not reflect their work or left in a situation where they've got to negotiate some as yet to be devised appeal system. So, no, very, very poor all round, I'm afraid. 
As you mentioned there, still lots of uncertainty for students over the appeals process. When can we expect some clarity over that pressure? Well, it would be nice to think there was ever going to be any clarity. There hasn't been very much clarity over the last few months about anything, really. Um, when the Secretary of State on Tuesday suddenly suggested using mock exam results as one of the, uh, the triple lock that he talked about, which seems a ludicrous suggestion if they think that you're going to get consistency across mock exams across schools. But Ofqual on the Wednesday morning had no idea how to do it. Being across the UK, almost 40% of grades downgraded. Do we have any idea of how Kent compares to the rest of the country? Uh, Kent, is, Kent is quite a complicated one to work out. Uh, there are schools in Kent that have suffered much worse than that. There are, there are schools in Kent that have gone down over 50% of the grades that they put in in the first place. There are quite a lot of schools in Kent that do the International Baccalaureate, which has already been reported on, and that didn't go terribly well either. There are schools in Kent that do predominantly BTEC qualifications, and they largely have stayed as predicted because they are continuous assessment and because the students had completed most of the work. So it's difficult to get a full picture across Kent at this stage because of the, the variety of qualifications. Do you think this COVID generation of students will stand to lose out in the long term when it comes to their future job prospects and, and career prospects, I suppose? Well, obviously, one hopes that that will, will not be the case, but this is not a good start for them, uh, unfortunately. We, we were very pleased at my school today that the, the vast majority of students, despite suffering the, uh, the dropping of grades that has gone on, have managed to secure university places and university places of their choice. I think universities have been very flexible about this for, for obvious reasons. So hopefully this is something that can be put behind them. But if you think back, I think everybody remembers, everyone that did A-level, everyone remembers their A-level grades. You remember them for the rest of your life. And if the grade you've got is not one that you're proud of because it doesn't reflect the hard work and the ability you have, that will stay with people throughout their, their lives, which is a dreadful shame. One Kent student is so angry, she's now planning a protest in London tomorrow. Ophelia Gregory collected her results from Simon Langton School in Canterbury yesterday. We're having a protest at Speaker's Corner Hyde Park at one o'clock, having people speak about how they've been affected. I'm compiling a list of really awful stories of people, you know, like A-star students being given B's and C's and now can't go to like any uni, or even people getting B's and would have gone to uni getting D's and E's. And our goal is to have a U-turn similar to the Scottish Government. I think they have set a precedent with that. You know, this fear has been awful on everyone and it would only inflate the, inflate the grades a little bit. But only 12%, um, according to the um, Minister for Travel. So it, in the galactic scheme of things, it doesn't make that much difference statistically, but it would make su it have such an impact on people's lives. I know someone who, like, absolute genius, like, gets A stars without even trying and things like further maths. Like, I've never been one for maths, but, you know, it's one of those people who's just like, wow, how? He got one of Imperial College London's coveted, like, scholarships for engineering, which they only give to the top 112 applicants. And he declined that because he wanted to go to Cambridge. Um, but essentially because he goes to a comprehensive in Nottingham he he just had no chance and they gave him some B's instead of A stars and 
now he's it's looking like he's been rejected. They could have been done online, like university exams. And the thing is with exams, they act like you sit on top of each other. You were meant to be spaced apart anyway. So you can't see other people doing their exams. Like it felt like the decision was someone just went in Parliament, oh, what about exams? And they just went, cancelled. You know, they just did it like that and then didn't think about the consequences. Like they could have at least waited a few weeks and come up with an actual plan. Some other top stories briefly now. And a body has been found in the search for a missing lady who was last seen at the William Harvey Hospital in Ashford. 76-year-old Sheila Radcliffe was spotted leaving the hospital about two weeks ago. The discovery was made in Merzham and her family have been told. The Transport Secretary's asked Network Rail to investigate a landslip affecting tracks in Kent. A southeastern train was stuck yesterday when mud slid down onto the rails at Westmorling and 19 people had to be led to safety. It follows Wednesday's Scott Rail accident when a train came off the tracks following a landslide caused by heavy rain. Three people died. The family of a man who was killed in a hit and run in Chatham say they've been left heartbroken. 72-year-old Bill Roach was knocked down while crossing New Road on Monday. A woman arrested on suspicion of causing death by dangerous driving has been bailed. And finally today, at Kent Online, you can see amazing video footage of a pod of dolphins spotted in the River Medway. A group of fishing experts were on a jet stream tour last night when they saw about 30 of the mammals approach the boat. We're told the guests were pretty awestruck. That's it for today, but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Just head to iliftmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.